Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I'm tired of looking for silver linings, okay, Uh, because this team has to decide it's going to do whatever it takes to change it, and we had opportunities today. But, again, I can't say enough about Wisconsin's defense. Their coaches do an unbelievable job. they got good players. they got veteran players. Uh, they got a couple difference makers, and we had some guys on offense that that played their best game and and competed toe-to-toe with a really good defense. You know, I think we, we have to take it one at a time, and we have to focus on beating Maryland. Right now, it's kind of still the 24-hour rule and kind of regroup, watch this last game, and then we'll move on to Maryland and uh, plan on winning. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to. We're going to be determined. We're going to fight, and uh, we're not going to quit. And welcome here to this edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Ron Washett, Nate Klaus is Nebraska off a loss to Wisconsin, but they, they played better in a lot of areas. Um they put an effort out there. I think everybody, if you're a Nebraska fan, I don't think very many Nebraska fans uh, thought the Huskers had a chance last week in that game. They were undermanned in a lot of key areas, especially with Carlos Davis and Darian Daniels out. Um, but some things looked like what we finally thought they would look like for Nebraska, especially on offense. Um, and that was, you know, Scott Frost didn't want to say it, but the silver lining of that game. And now you go out to Maryland, uh, Nate Klaus and, and Robin Washett and, um, this is a game that Nebraska should win. I mean, I think the spread, when you look at it right now at four, Robin, it should be higher than four. I mean, you just take away the Rutgers game where Rutgers had a lame duck coach days after Chris Ash was fired and a bunch of Rutgers players voluntarily took their red shirts before that game. Maryland has been outscored 49-13 to 13 in their seven other Big Ten conference games. Yeah, so I mean that in that regard, yes, this should be a game Nebraska would win. Nebraska is the better team, and as bad as things have gone this year, they've been going worse at Maryland, to where that program is in you know complete dumpster fire right now. But uh, I think that spread is reflective of people not trusting Nebraska. To, One and nine versus spread to, Nebraska to go on the road and win a game they're supposed to win. It hasn't happened in so long uh, that people are reluctant to actually uh, or go, go out on a limb and assume that this is going to be the week that they finally do it. Uh, this is a high-pressure game. I mean, the, the you know, Ryan Held this, uh, on Wednesday said that they, the message to the team from the staff has been every game is the Super Bowl from here on out. You have no room for error now, uh, and even, regardless of your opponent, you have to execute at a high level for four quarters and do it on the road. Well, that just hasn't happened all season. They have not played a complete game all year. Uh, neither side of the ball has played four full quarters of good football, uh, and they've been terrible on the road. And so I think that's where you get that small line against an opponent that, in all other theory, would be far inferior than what uh, what Nebraska is right now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at every every aspect of this game, Nebraska should clearly not just win, but I think they should win comfortably. But you know what they're nine one and nine against the spread and one and nine uh during the you know scott frost's first 10 road games in during mm-hmm. his tenure here so 
Um, there's no, I don't think there is such a, a thing as a, as a gimme on the road uh, for this team until they start to prove it. So uh, that to me is the big, is the big thing, but um, yeah, I, I feel fairly confident about this game in Nebraska's chances there, but at the same time, you know, it's, is, is this going to be a week where, where they play more of a complete game, um, you know, or, or do those, you know, those, uh, mistakes or turnovers or whatever kind of rear their ugly head. And, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a dogfight out in Maryland. And it was an interesting weekend, uh, going into the Wisconsin game, Nebraska announced hours before kickoff, a two-year contract extension for Scott Frost, um, and and you can look at that in a lot of different ways. But I just think it sent a clear message that this is not Steve Peterson. This is not um, uh, Sean Eichhorst and previous leaderships. Um, I mean, they, they are behind their coach. Everybody is on the same page from chancellor to AD to coach. And, you know, they, they wanted to get that out there because we've seen – and no one's saying Scott Frost was in any kind of jeopardy um, but just to, to reassure the commitment of the school, adding two more years to make the contract seven years out um, was a big message by Ronnie Green, who initiated the talks um, for the renewal. And then obviously Bill Moose you know, he walks out at midfield and shakes Scott Frost's hand before kickoff. I mean, it's just such a different picture, Robin, than what we saw even in like the I-Course era. Nebraska beats Penn State and Michigan on the road, and I-Course is nowhere near the locker room. They yeah. beat Georgia. I mean, think about it. They beat Penn State, Georgia, and Michigan in the same season, and the AD wanted to fire the coach. <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. I mean, isn't that nuts when you say it like that today? Yeah, and so that, that picture, uh, like you mentioned, that they're trying to paint is one of stability, and that's something that Nebraska hasn't had in a long, long time. You know, there's been dissension from one level or another, uh, basically – since Solich got fired and you know for whatever reason um, you know that's been something I think that's held Nebraska back as much as anything. Now Osborne coming back brought it for a little bit. Yeah. Then Perlman when he called the Associated Press to rip Bo Pelini after the AM game that that's when it ended at that yeah. point. So again it's uh, stability has been few and far between uh, over the last couple decades here and so uh, that is clearly a message and you know I know but there's no real talk about any hot seat but uh, I'm sure that that was coming I mean with Nebraska struggling you know they compare you know, a lot of national people putting frost record through X amount of games compared to Riley's and well they fired Riley with, for doing better than this it's like well th- it's not even a thought right now with Nebraska and you know what we're going to back it up by extending this coach who has won those games two more years to eliminate that entire conversation and, and whether it's in the recruiting scene or uh, the national perception, uh, they, they want to create this aura that uh, Scott Frost isn't going anywhere. He is the guy that is going to build this program into what it wants to be, and this administration and athletic department is 100% behind him along the way. Well, yeah, they've they've got a 155 million dollar facility upgrade now, and they've they and then they extend Frost. I, I don't know how much more commitment you can really show a coach and a staff, and you know, and I feel like the the whole thing was done. Um, not just because they, they trust and believe in, in what's happening and, and that Frost is the right guy, but I think it had something to do with calming down the fan base a little bit too and maybe sending a message that, hey, look, you know what? This is not going to be a quick fix, but we're in it for the long haul. Scott Frost is in it for the long haul. And, uh, you know, and, and obviously 
from my perspective, dealing with recruits, um, you know, that was a big thing too. Because uh, you, you, the, the teams, you get other coaches that are kind of coming out and, and, you know, starting a negative recruit and, and whatnot. And, you know, I think just earlier in that week, ESPN did run an article that was like, is Frost the is Frost the right guy? Clickbait. You know? Yeah, it was all. Yeah, it was all. Nebraska. Let's get the Nebraska fans all fired up yeah, and get them to throw click a hot on take it. in Nebraska in yeah. the same headline. Let's make clicks. Let's make talks radio in Nebraska today on yeah. our story. Basically. Exactly. But it was it was starting to happen, and and I think they acted appropriately, and and you know the extension, uh, you know, was it was valid, and, and I think it, it sent the right message for not just for the program, but really for for everyone who's paying attention to it. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, uh, Nate Klaus, as uh, we give some final thoughts here in the opening segment. And, you know, this will be Nebraska's first trip ever out to Maryland. It's the last uh, Big Ten stadium. I, I joked with Andy Kendi on our Friday forecast this week uh, that, you know, I got my Big Ten punch card, my Big 12. I've made them all, Robin. I mean, this is, it's pretty uh, – unique um that nebraska this will be you know and i don't think they're scheduled to go back out to maryland uh for a long time or on the at least on the next cycle of schedules yeah i'll, I'll be right there with you this is the last one off the box so did you make baylor i did texas tech i did yep back, so you, you back did the, the back of the daily nebraskan days went to both of those trips i drove to those games uh that's that's commitment but yeah uh you know this is gonna be a weird setting i think in a lot of ways you know for one it's a new stadium but two Maryland, with their program being what it is, and Nebraska not, you know, I mean, I guess they're kind of a draw, but not, you know, like the Ohio States of the world. But uh, that stadium is going to be barren, I think. It's going to be mostly Nebraska fans. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 50-50 at least, if not more Nebraska fans. I mean, it's going to be uh, an empty, quiet stadium with majority of the, the vocality coming from Nebraska. Uh, and it's supposed to be in the 40s with rain. And so it's just going to be kind of a, a weird, ugly day. So... You know, you talk about you know bring your own you bring your own guts. Nebraska have to bring their own guts just to kind of. Uh, it's turf, cre- though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, cr- create their own uh, momentum behind that one. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be one of those deals where they they better play like it's the Super Bowl because uh, they're probably going to need a little little extra motivation because I don't think that stadium is going to be. I don't know what the what the vibes are going to be like in that stadium. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to discuss Adrian Martinez's game against Wisconsin and also the rise of Dedrick Mills next. Here, you're listening to the Husker Online Show.